Hello, and welcome to the Voice of Veritas. If this is your first time listening in, welcome. I'm your host, Shiloh Thomas, and I'd like to invite you to subscribe to our podcast for future episodes. And that goes for all of our listeners. Be sure to like and subscribe to this podcast, especially after today. You see, today we're kicking off a series on protecting your SaaS application data. And on today's episode, we'll be discussing why SaaS applications are essential to secure on your network. And when I say essential, there is truth to it. In a past life, I was helping customers achieve their outcomes in sales, service, and marketing using business applications. One Google search for a particular business application, and it's not unusual to find a hundred, if not thousands to choose from, many of which being point solutions or purpose-built. We all know that in today's digital landscape, SaaS applications are increasingly used as part of operations. Yet for many of us, we're focused on that specific business need and don't always think of the security implications that come with such applications. And that's why today we are welcoming our special guest for this series, Bill Felt, to help us understand why SaaS applications are so vital to secure and the potential threats and events associated with them. So I'd like to welcome Bill. Bill, why don't you start by telling us what's different about SaaS applications when it comes to security? Hello, Shiloh. Thank you for allowing me on the program. And hello to all of our listeners. It is a pleasure to be here today, for sure. And I I think that's a great question to start off with is how is it different? Yeah. We know that by definition, by literal definition, SaaS applications are not your legacy on-prem IT app. They are hosted in the cloud and accessed via the internet, which of course is very convenient. And if you listen to the providers of these SaaS offerings talk, they are very bullish about what they're trying to sell you. (laughs) They will tell you how great it is, how neat it is, and how uh, trustable their offering is. I mean, of course, because they're trying to sell you their product, right? They want you to use it. And if I was a salesperson for a SaaS offering, I'm sure I'd be the same way. And I I suppose the challenge is around the spin, perhaps, is that some of the terms and phrases that you might hear as a customer, that you might hear a SaaS provider use when describing their offering, will give you that warm fuzzy. And they'll use terms such as, it's very redundant, uh, it's very trustable, uh, it's rock solid. And some of those terms can be dangerous because it can perhaps lead a customer to presume that maybe they don't have any responsibilities when it comes to security or protection of their data. And Especially especially one that's not well-versed in technology or security like we're talking about today. That's right. If, if If that's not where their bona fides come from, then they might be more easily swayed to, to think, as you said, Shiloh, okay, it's all good. Nothing for me to do here. And that presumption is dangerous. It can lead to large, meaningful gaps in a customer's data management strategy. And in the modern era of cybersecurity and ransomware, that's not a good place to be. Uh, So to answer your question, how is it different? It's different because there's that ambiguity, right? And that ambiguity can lead to danger and danger can lead to other bad things. So. So tell me, do you agree or disagree with this statement? Managing and protecting SaaS applications can be more challenging than securing on-site hardware and software applications. I think it can be in some ways more challenging. 
in large part because of the ambiguity we just talked about and mm -hmm. that potential for a gap in your overall data management strategic plan. Uh, but I, I do love the question. I mean, as you said, gone are the days for the most part of having a large on-premise IT infrastructure. For large customers, this is things we all know, right? If for large and very large enterprises in the before days, they could have a massive on-site IT infrastructure spread across multiple sites, spread across the globe. And that's largely something of the past because, you know, it's it's all about cloud, hybrid cloud, uh, SaaS offerings and stuff like that. Sustainability even, you know, and trying to yep. consolidate those, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. And so going back to the sort of the, the core problem statement of our discussion today is many things are delivered via the cloud. And when things are cloud-based or SaaS-based, there's that ambiguity around, is it secure? I think it is. It sure sounded like it when I was sold the offering. Where <laughs> is my responsibility in this in this mix of of, uh, of 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 lack of clarity, as they say? So, I think that that kind of is where the core target problem to solve lies. Really, is there's this ambiguity. I was sold a SaaS solution that is very powerful, and it's hosted by somebody else in the cloud somewhere. And I'm not sure where my responsibilities lie when it comes to security. Uncovering that, uh, distilling that picture and having clarity therein, I think is really the most important part of, of tackling this problem is just knowing exactly where the SaaS provider's responsibility ends and where you, where yours starts is, as they say, where half the battle lies. That's an interesting point. And it leads me to, I was doing some uh, research recently and I was shocked to see, actually, I'm not so shocked because I, I'm, I'm a culprit of this as well. But I, I did some research recently and according to Pro Privacy, only one in 100 people read the terms of the service. So for instance, when you're installing a mobile app, and I've got to believe I'm not alone in this. <laughs> in, in fact, I'm not looking at these stats. You install a mobile app and you just click, okay, okay, okay. So while we're not specifically talking about mobile apps here, although of course mobile apps can be associated with web applications, but although we're not really talking about mobile apps here today, I, I think this is a surprising reality. And it does lead into one of the industry's biggest issues, where does the vendor's responsibility for protecting your data, my data, end? You, you had just mentioned it. And it's really all in that fine print. And that gets many organizations into trouble if they're not looking at the fine print. If we're taking the way that we are living outside of business, and like I said, I'm a culprit of this. I download an app. I click, okay, okay, okay. I don't read the fine print. If we're taking that same behavior into business, boy, we're in trouble. I couldn't agree more. I'm confident that all of us are one of the 99 that don't read that don't read the terms of service. Good, I'm glad I'm not alone. <laughs> I think I think the one of the 100 that does would be a fascinating psychological study. I'd like to know more about the person <laughs> that does read it because Probably you know we all lawyer. Yeah, we all live lives of convenience and and now 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 go 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 who has the time to read a a license agreement. But yes, I I agree and that is a perfect segue into our primary topic today, which is the shared responsibility model, which is the fine print, as you mentioned, of, of SaaS provided offerings is most vendors do actually define 
And it's usually not hard to find, but it's not generally offered up front either. It's something you've got to go find, but you can easily locate on the internet for whatever your SaaS solution is, what the shared responsibility model looks like, which defines exactly as we've been talking about, what is the responsibility of the SaaS provider when it comes to data security and, and protection and where, and where does it end and where does your responsibility start? And people, organizations, customers are often shocked when they review the shared responsibility model and realize what it plainly and clearly says, which is that responsibility for the information and data that is both generated within, accessible by uh, the SaaS application is always retained by the customer, which means when it comes to the security and protection of your SaaS data, the SaaS provider bears no responsibility at all, none. And, and the implications of that are, are pretty shocking, especially if we dial back to the whole ambiguity discussion. If, if you chose to believe because of how good a job the SaaS provider seller did of selling you on their solution and how secure it sounded and how redundant it sounded. If you chose to partially sort of sideways misinterpret that as meaning you have no responsibility and now know that it's all your responsibility, then that has huge implications if you haven't been managing that problem proactively. It essentially means that your SaaS data estate is exposed. Uh, and if you incur a problem, Whatever that problem might be, whatever kind of data loss you experience in your SaaS environment, that's on you. And if you call your provider and say, hey, Mr. or Mrs. Provider, I lost some data because of XYZ, they're going to say, sorry, we're not going to help you. And we have no legal responsibility to help you. And that can be a shocking state to realize you're in if you weren't more informed on the, on the subject. Now, I know you've heard of the concept zero trust, trust, but verify. And I feel like that's the piece that's missing. You want to be trusting in the person that you're working with. That's, that's all about building relationships and trust and in, in the folks that you're working with the vendors and, and so forth. But at the same time, we live in this world where we absolutely do need to verify what is our responsibility. Cause at the end of the day, we have a, an obligation. We're, we're running a business. Um, and so for our listeners here, we've done the hard part for you. Um, we've read that fine print, right? And um, I, I know that we've talked uh, quite a bit about the shared responsibility model, not only in this podcast, but in, in previous ones as well. And I invite you to learn more about what your share, what your share of responsibility is when working with those SaaS applications. And, and quite frankly, it's not just the SaaS applications, it's also other cloud service providers. And you can find that link in the show notes. But getting back kind of to the normal course of business bill, you have an employee who accidentally deletes data. <laughs> I know I've been there many, many, many times where I've feverishly tried to figure out how to restore something I ended up needing down the line. It may have been right away or maybe it was a week week from now. And I feel like that's the easy scenario, probably most common when you think about protecting data, something is accidentally deleted. But then there's that opposite side of the spectrum, right? The worst an organization can face, which is a malicious attack. And these scenarios might seem vastly different, but the constant between both or underpinning the entire spectrum is really the need to protect data. And that's your responsibility. So Bill, 
kind of going back to how do you take action and really what the responsibility model is, how do we help our customers solve for these and other scenarios, ultimately fulfill their share of the responsibility model? Great question. And we certainly do. We have solutions that can help solve for that. And uh, I really like your intro to that question, Shiloh, about the malicious attack. And the malicious attack is sort of the the big monster that we're Mm -hmm. all frightened of in our modern cybersecurity ecosystem. And it, it uh, the the use case we talk about the most is the external malicious attack, the, the ransomware. But attacks can come from within as well. We have a couple of very interesting case studies, if you were, where customers have experienced an attack from within. An employee becomes disgruntled, and maybe that employee has some IT level access to the company. And before they depart, they choose to delete massive amounts of data from within a SaaS application. My point is, is that, as you mentioned, that danger can come both from without where all the headlines are, but also from within. And so, yes, we do have solutions that can help you fulfill your responsibility, which is you have responsibility for your data, for its security and its protection. And one of our best offerings to solve for that in the SaaS world specifically is known as Veritas Alta SaaS Protection. Many of our listeners may know that we have launched recently the the Alta brand, the Alta Mm -hmm. portfolio of cloud solutions. And that is where the Alta SaaS Protection solution lies, is within that family. It is designed to solve for this very problem. It allows you to proactively implement a strategy to ensure that your SaaS data estate is protected against any type of attack or disaster, whether that is Mother Nature has somehow wiped out some cloud data center somewhere, whether ransomware has made it into your environment or whether a malicious attacker from within has chosen to attack you, we can help you restore and recover from that uh, situation. By design, Alta SaaS Protection, it was built for large enterprise customers, which means think about protecting your SaaS environment, doing so with full automation, powerful automation, as well as high scalability performance, and of course, security. So we, we approached the problem of SaaS data protection with the large customer use case in mind and how they must have powerful tools that can automate the process of protecting their data in any of the major SaaS apps you might have, uh, you might be utilizing today. And to do so, you know, with that scalability power and automation in mind, even on the restore side. So if you, if you do have a massive attack, uh, an attacker from within or without compromises a large portion of your SaaS data estate, we can also recover at scale as well called a bulk recovery. So again, we do all of this, we do it very well with our large customer uh, use case in mind, if that makes sense. So we, we've all heard this recently, and it is true that when it comes to threat management, when it comes to data, right? So ransomware, internal attackers, the only way to really solve the problem is to have a very robust active prevention strategy and, and you must have rock solid backups. 
And you must have both of those things. And that's where we come in is, is the latter with SAS, uh, with Veritas Alta SAS protection is we help give you that rock solid backup on immutable storage so that if someone does get in there and do something, do something bad, you can rest assured we can get you back up and running again quickly. So, And that's a really great point. I'm glad you raised that because we could be backing up data all day long, but we don't know whether it's clean. You know, when we're called to restore and recover, if there's no confidence that the backup hasn't been infected, then we're kind of back to where we were. The, the effort of doing a backup was null and void at that point in time. So I, I fully agree. And, and um, the, the point of it being clean and immutable, those are important concepts that we really need to bring forward and make part of our holistic enterprise data protection strategy. One of, um, one of my favorite uh, misunderstandings when it comes to data management, and this is um, in large part because I've been in and around data, um, data management, more from a business application standpoint. And it kind of brings me back to the fine print. And, you know, sometimes you're a little bit more trusting than you really, than you really should be. But one of those ambiguous terms that you had kind of mentioned earlier that we, we get in trouble with is data management. And so when you hear these things like, oh, we perform data management. We do things like get rid of duplicate copies of your data, you know, ensure that you have a complete record. And yes, you know, if you need to recover or restore a particular piece of data, just go to the recycling bin and, and you can restore it from there. And they call that, you know, data protection as well. But 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 it's not the same. And I've talked about this before. It's It's one of those key points for me is that data protection while part of data management, it's not the same and you can't substitute one for the other. And I'm sure you see that quite often, especially when, when getting into understanding, well, my application does this, so I should be protected, right? Great point. The disambiguification, that's not a real word. Understanding. <laughs> that was great. <laughs> Understanding, as you said, that data protection is not the same thing as data management, albeit perhaps a, a part thereof, is critical. Going back to ransomware again, I know I can only say that word five times. That was four out of five of my ransomware word quota. <laughs> they know where your data is. They know that modern enterprises store a large amount of data in the cloud and that it is mainly in a SaaS application of one type or another. They know that you are probably using Salesforce. They know that you're probably using Microsoft 365. And so ransomware has evolved to directly target those areas of your data estate to cripple you. And so you must not fall into the trap of it's in the cloud, therefore it's okay. In our day and age, if it's in the cloud, it's, a big, it's the biggest target. Ransomware purveyors know where to go to cripple your company. And so, yes, you must understand that data protection is separate from data management and take proactive steps to make sure that you are prepared for the if. We all know it's not if, it's when, right? So both the if and the when have got to be a part of your strategy for both data management and data protection, as you said, Shiloh. Maybe I can get you to say ransomware one more time. It's a matter <laughs> of if and when, what? <laughs> um, so for those who are concerned, though, about data commingling, because that's that's one of the biggest things when you move to the cloud. Can other 
companies access my data? And, and it's the concept of either single tenancy or multi-tenancy. How do we manage or not the commingling of data for our customers through the Veritas Alta SaaS protection? Well, again, I agree that is a very common question and concern, and it goes right back to the idea of security. If my data is somehow mingled with or shares the same infrastructure with another customer, then that feels pretty unsecure to me. I don't want someone else having access to my data. And so what I want as an enterprise customer is an individual allotment or that single tenant as you've described. And that is exactly what we provide with Veritas Alta SaaS protection. We will sometimes refer to that as a single tenant architecture or we like to use the term private tenant architecture. And it means that when we instantiate your Alta SaaS protection environment, it shares nothing with any other customer. You have your own dedicated Azure resource groups, your own storage, your own compute, and it is in its own tenant. And that not only solves for, completely solves for the commingling problem, but it also informs a previous topic of performance. So if, if you are using a solution to protect your SaaS data, and it is of the multi-tenant variety, then one of the downsides of that is that you are sharing resources with other mixed tenants. And that means that performance is also shared. So if you have a constrained amount of compute or throughput, you must share that with the other tenants in the environment. And so in our configuration, that is not an issue. So you have dedicated resources, and so not only do you, do you enjoy no mingling, but you enjoy maximized performance. Uh, and that is a big deal when it comes to the situation of, okay, I've been attacked. I've got to get my data back. In that, in that uh, use case, at that point in time, you want full throttle and you don't want to be noisy neighbor diluted when it comes to throughput. Uh, so great question. I agree. And yes, we do offer what we call our private tenancy to help facilitate all of those use cases for our enterprise customers. Okay. Seems pretty simple to me, but um, I, I think we ought to be a little bit real with ourselves. And and let's face it, sometimes the business is focused solely on their outcomes, right? Which is why they started using the application in the first place. And, and IT isn't always aware of the new application. Sometimes they are made aware down the line, but isn't always made aware at the point of procurement. So how can an organization bridge this gap before it's too late? Meaning an event has occurred and then you find out that data isn't properly protected because perhaps, as I mentioned, the business brings an application because they have a need, an outcome to fulfill. And then IT finds out about it down the line, perhaps after the fact. Well, my suggestion, I think our suggestion together, Shiloh, is that our listeners, our customers need to identify their SaaS application shared responsibility models. They need to go to the SaaS provider and understand exactly what their responsibility is and learn that the most likely answer is that you have responsibility for your data. Your SaaS provider is not doing it for you. Once you understand that, you are well positioned to take action. Uh, so start there. Learn what your responsibility is. Learn that your responsibility is for 
the security and protection of your data, and then you can start to find ways to solve for it. But don't stay status quo. Don't stay in the state of, I'm just going to cover my eyes and cover my ears and presume that my SaaS provider has my back in this situation. Because when it comes to protection and security, they don't. It's not their job. It's not their responsibility. It's on you. So start there. You, you gave me this visual of, you know, a kid plugging their ears with their fingers going la, 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 la. <laughs> <laughs> And I hope that's not the case here. So data, whether it's customer, because it's not always customer data. It could be employee data, vendor, logistics. There's all sorts of data. And I think more and more, we're starting to realize and understand that it is becoming one of our prized organizational assets. I mean, certainly employees are important to the company, but data really powers and underpins everything that an organization is doing. And so I think we need to continue to elevate its importance and value as one of those, as I mentioned, most prized assets. So be sure to check out for our listeners here, be sure to check out our top reasons to start using Veritas Alta SaaS protection. And that link to the document to the top reasons is in our show notes. And I can't stress enough that security really needs to take priority even within your standard business applications like Microsoft 365, Salesforce, Box, there's all sorts of applications out there. And understanding and implementing best practices for securing your SaaS applications is essential for the success of your business. And for those of you who are embarking on digital transformation, and probably equally important, if not more, to ensure that you are looking at those applications and protecting the data that's that's coming through, which is why we've spent our time today discussing the importance of security when it comes to those business applications. And if there's, I'm thinking if there's one key takeaway from today's episode, I really believe it's about making sure that each of your essential business applications come with the necessary controls around data security and privacy. And if they don't, you need to start thinking about, okay, how can I get this application to where I need it to be in order to assure its data protection? And and we're here to to help you certainly in that journey. And so Bill, I, I think we're gonna go ahead and wrap things up here today. As a reminder for our listeners, be sure to subscribe to the Voice of Veritas podcast so you don't miss the next episode in the series. Thank you for listening in today. And Bill, thank you so much for the great discussion and all of the great insight that you've shared with us. Until next time on the Voice of Veritas. Thank you.